All right, welcome to Pass the Mic for Friday, November 24th, 2023, episode 95. Joining me on Zoom, Mr. Michael Gervasi. What's up, what's up? It is Thanksgiving week, and also joining us on Zoom, we have my daughter, Chloe Pihoti. Hello. A Michigan Wolverine. Is this the first back-to-back episode of somebody besides you and me? That could be. She did pop in. Oh, wow. And opposite, totally opposite, uh, also a class of uh, 22 graduate of Carlson High School, Nadia Popolis, an Ohio State Buckeye. Hello. It is it is rivalry. It's rivalry week on the Pass the Mic podcast. What do you think, Mike? Uh, it's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting. I can't can't wait to hear what these two have to say about the, the game coming up. Yes, and you know, and, and also Chloe was on last week. Nadia popped into the waiting room for a second. I don't know if she got scared or what, what happened with that. So I was in the, my living room and we were doing a movie night. So there was twenty of us down there, and everyone started screaming. And I was like, I don't want to join. And then everyone's screaming, and I was like. Yeah, that would have that would have been that would have been a huge uh, guest it, room. It, it might have added intrigue to the episode. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get into the show, Mike, did you get any feedback on the big anniversary show? The Ren Dog was very proud of the anniversary show. He he did. Yeah. He took he took over. He, he did, and I I did. Max understood why I was laughing when he gave the address to the uh, gym. So that was okay. that was very comical. It was a free plug. Yeah. Um, All plugs on Pass the Mic are free, Dr. Rice. I did. I didn't want to go. Let me just do one quick thing from two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because we skipped everything. We did. And there was a lot from two weeks ago, but I'm only going to touch on one. Patricia Smith-Savedra really talked about how Matthew Perry's death hit her hard. Um, and, you know, we all grew up with friends, although I, for me, speaking of overrated, underrated, I do think it's a pretty <laughs> overrated show, but this is me. Um but they, she mentioned that, so I, I thought that was pretty interesting. She brought that up. Um, Deontay. Now, first off, I got to say, I took so much heat for how excited I was that he showed up. But I, man, that's an old friend I haven't seen in three years. So some of the stuff that I, I, I got is not family friendly that I got on text message on the text thread with the guys. Um, but he texted and he was really upset. He, he wanted to touch upon, and maybe he'll have to save this for the three year episode. But Tupac and how the music industry as a whole uh, would be treated differently if not for him. And I think that's a pretty interesting point for the Aaron Torreses of the world and her husband who kind of downplayed Tupac's uh, impact on the music industry. So I thought that was a pretty interesting point. Uh, where to begin on Elizabeth Pate's back? Uh, well, go Before, ahead. I, don't want, I don't want to branch too far away. And Don't they believe – these are the big fans of Kurt Cobain too, right? Wasn't even, the best guy, wasn't even the most talented guy in Nirvana. I, yeah, and I, I agree with you. I still don't want to. I, I think you're saying that very uh, almost. I know it's how I really believe it, though. But it, I'd like to ask. Maybe I'll put a poll on this episode of Pass the Mike fans of who okay. is the most talented member of Nirvana. That might be true, Mike. But Kurt Cobain. I'll, it'll be a Kurt Cobain, B Dave Grohl, C the other guy. All right, I, I won't even comment anymore. You're not listening, so that's okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he's more of the icon. Uh, Elizabeth Pate, really, I mean, there's a lot here. Uh, she was so happy to see Chloe, t- talked about how she was happy to hear Natalia's point of view, but she wanted to take issue uh, with the Tesla. She has a Tesla with Hottie's interpretation. Uh, she loves it. Uh, incredible ride. We love it. There's nothing like it. It doesn't make a sound. The pickup when you're at a red light is insane. The price is super reasonable con- considering tax incentives. And of course, you never have to worry about pumping gas. So that's 
that's the feedback that all I right. have. Well done. Nice job on the feedback. And um, yeah, we had some, I want to thank all the guests and I, I appreciated your excitement. I thought it was really cool. I thought that was fun. And I like the idea of going forward of every time you not know, I know who's in the room and me bringing them in as a surprise to you. I think that's, yeah, that cool was great. It. it was so cool. It was so, so cool. There's nothing wrong with, you know, authentic uh, excitement. I have no right. problem with that. Right. All right. So we are going to kick off no mic again this week, two weeks in a row. Yeah, um, we are going to, um, start off like we do anytime we have guests as a little way to get to know our guests, um, our stock questions. So, um, we will go alphabetical order since we have both ladies. So the PA comes before PE. You like that as a librarian? I need to know that uh, pretty good. So Nadia, you're going out to dinner for your birthday. You can have any meal you want home cooked or out to eat. What are you going with? Honestly, I'm going with chicken tenders and a side of mozzarella sticks. Uh, any place, any restaurant in general, or just anywhere that serves it? Anywhere that serves it. Bubba's is my favorite because I'm so picky. And I, I like fancy restaurants just scare me. So I think I'm going Bubba's. Okay. What What's your dipping sauce is or sauce? For the chicken tenders, barbecue sauce. And then the for the mozzarella sticks, I'm going marinara. All right. Excellent. All right. Great meal. Easy. That's a, That's an easy one. Chloe? Um, I'm going to like go the opposite side of the spectrum. I remember when I used to go to the melting pot when I was little and I missed the melting pot. So I'd say either there or like Ann Arbor has a nice Italian restaurant, Mani, that I went to with my mom a few weeks ago. So something that's like fancier, I guess, something like that, probably like pasta. You know, Chloe, I just want to throw this out to you. When we were in Barcelona, we sampled a, a great Italian restaurant. And if your dad wouldn't have been throwing a fit, pouting, <laughs> you might've been able to experience that restaurant too. Best place Actually, ever I went to an Italian restaurant when we were in Barcelona and I happened to run 15 minutes late because the um, staff didn't speak like English at all. So I was trying to translate Spanish for like an entire Crazy, tape. crazy. Okay, well, I speak Spanish a little bit too. So I was speaking Spanish, but there were people with like dietary restrictions at our table. And I texted him and I was like, hey, we're running a little late. We were with like Miss Simone, a bunch of chaperones. It wasn't just me and one other girl who ran off. And when I returned to the group, he was also throwing a fit. And the fit concluded with him throwing (laughs) uh, foreign currency at me and telling me to go to Brandy Melville myself. (laughs) He threw a lot of things. There was a, the, an episode of Taco Bell being strewn all across the parking lot of the hotel. <laughs> this, this is this great. Did not I didn't know the, that uh, this, story. This, this didn't make any of the past the mic Europe video that we made. No. The uh, European was, uh, currency at my head. I'm sure it didn't. <laughs> all right. Well, very good. That's um, Wally's going to love these stories. Yes, yes. Uh, Nadia. If, so you're eating Bubba's. I, I like Bubba's actually, by the way, too. Um, you could have dinner with one. You're eating your your chicken fingers and mozzarella sticks with one person alive or dead. Who are you eating with? I think Beyonce. Oh, okay. She's mm. just the queen of like the world, I feel like. And she knows everybody. So if I wanted to meet another celebrity, I could just, she probably has them in her phone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then if you meet her, I feel like you just met every celebrity because she's like, Every celebrity is a fan of her. You know what I mean? Yeah. The icon. Okay. Chloe? If I can only have one person, then I'm going to do my brother. Because I know that me and my brother won't fight at the table. Uh, and he'll also make me laugh. And whereas uh, if it was a different family member, there might be a fight. 
or some sort of argument. Nate will just make me laugh. Okay. That was a pure okay. answer. Yeah. Very nice. Any Very person, nice. Well, any person in human history chose Nate Peyote. That, that's yeah, it. I miss Nate. Nate FaceTimed me today, actually. The oh, freshman well, king. Well, the we will junior hit. king now. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's getting old. I just <laughs> the, the homecoming date for next year. I we decided upon it today, and I texted um, your mom Chloe and said, "Here it is, the date, the last one." And I think she was confused. I think she thought it meant I was saying my last one as if I was planning my retirement. And I said, "No, Nate's last one." So, yeah. All right, I'm not going to retire. They're, they're going to have to wheel you. No, out. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not. Um, I'm not going anywhere. Uh, bills to pay. All right, unless pass the mic takes off and we can start charging for ads or something. Right. And get that Spotify deal. Okay. Um, the reason we have you on again is we um it's Monday the 20th as we're recording this. This will come out uh the on Black Friday, um, right between the Lions game and the game, right? Yeah. In Ann Arbor, a big game, Ohio State, Michigan. Um, we thought this would be great to have you guys on. We wanted you to talk about you guys both go to um, the biggest university in each of your states, um, very prestigious nationwide known universities, not just because of athletics, but because of their academics. Um, so we thought when we've had people ask, we've done previous episodes on the uh, selection process, the applying process, all that stuff. And um, what what better way to get input on that from people that have just gone through it and then what they're going through now? So maybe the first question uh, we want to start off with is um, take us back to maybe this time back when you were a senior um, what was your thought process? Um, what made you finally decide on where you wanted to apply and go? And then after we get that answered, um, we can maybe ask about how things are going now. So uh, we'll still, we'll go the same order. So Nadia, why don't you tell us how you ended up becoming a Buckeye? So my dad's from Ohio, Warren, Ohio. So my whole life, I've been an Ohio State fan forever. And then I started liking Michigan State because one of my older cousins went there. So I always knew that I wanted to apply to Ohio State, but neither of my parents like graduated from college or any university. So I didn't really know how any of it worked. And I knew we had to do Common App. And it all basically started when the counselors came in to one of our classrooms and was like, it's free application month. Michigan State is doing a free application just for this week. And it's due in two days. So I was like, okay. I went straight home, started filling out my Common App essay and like, the whole website. And then from that point on, I just applied practically everywhere. I applied to University of Florida, University of Nebraska, University of Cincinnati, Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State. I don't know if I said that. And I honestly had no clue where I wanted to go. I was really leaning towards Michigan State just because it was comfortable. And obviously, a lot of kids from my grade went there. And my brother goes there. And then a few of my cousins go there right now. And it's only an hour away. And then, but the whole time Ohio State was in the back of my head because that has been my dream school since I was a baby. And like all my baby clothes are like baby's first blanket and it's Ohio State. But I, it was like really hard because neither of my parents went to college. And then my brother was during COVID. So he didn't tour anywhere. He just applied to Michigan and Michigan State and then went to Michigan State and didn't look at it. And he didn't go dormant like his first year. So I really had like no clue how to do anything. So I bet Chloe remembers I could not pick literally until decision day of like when it was due. So I toured Michigan State first and I thought that I loved it for like their admitted student day. But I think I was just making myself like it because it is like the cheaper and state I would be more comfortable. And then the day that I toured Ohio State was a week later and I fell in love with the campus. Like right when you step on, like, you know that you belong there. And I loved my tour guide. And I'm like friends with my tour guide now because his fraternity is next to our sorority, which is like so weird. But he's like best friends with one of my friends. 
so he was like a big reason I went there because I was like I he made me feel like so excited and then I just knew that I belong there and it like felt wrong to not go to Ohio State so I made the decision right when I went home I like put the fee down and I applied and then I started looking for like a roommate but I was really late to the process because you're supposed to most people have it done in like January but I did it in May Mm, oh wow oh wow uh, Nadia, let me ask you this. You mentioned your parents didn't go, you know, that's personal to me. My parents, my dad is an immigrant from Italy. You know, I think he did something like eighth grade. My mom went through high school, but how much did they stress you going to college? My parents, my dad didn't really, but my mom stressed me a lot. She, her big thing was like, um, like she didn't get to graduate college and she went to Henry Ford and just did college credits because she was a bartender. So like in the day she would do some credits, but she never got associates or anything. So her big thing was like, I just want you to get a degree. I don't care what you do after. Like if you want to go back to trade school, you want to do bartending, waitressing as a career, do whatever you want. But I want you to have a degree as a backup plan. Hmm. That's interesting. It, it it always interests me when people, you know, and obviously we're different generations, but my, my dad just didn't understand the point of it. You know, he's happy with what I'm doing now, but at the time, you know, I was like six months into college. Like, Are you done yet? It's like, it kind of doesn't work that way. <laughs> uh, but my mom did always push it. So that was kind of what I was raised with. So I always like to hear people's people's stories that have similar backgrounds. All right. Excellent. Chloe, what about you? Tell us the journey to Ann Arbor. Um. So I've always like school's always been my number one thing. Like I knew like if I was going to finish high school, anything, it was like I was going to take college applications very seriously and I was going to end up exactly where I wanted to. And I've also never taken anything casually in my life ever. Like everything's been super serious. (laughs) And so like since like junior, I'd been looking at college since like junior year of high school, like I had a slideshow made of places I wanted to go. And I really, really wanted to go out of state, like really badly. It wasn't anywhere in particular, but it was just like, I needed to go somewhere where it's like, I wasn't still in high school. Like I wasn't just hanging out with the same people I hung out with in high school. I wasn't doing the same thing. I wasn't coming home every weekend. And like, obviously I like am a head or I feel like I'm a very headstrong person. And so like, yes, you make that decision for yourself. But I feel like if I was surrounded by all the same people I went to high school with, it would be a lot harder for me to like develop into like a new person and like find my own thing and find my own groove. And so I applied to like a ton of out-of-state schools. I applied to UVA, Northeastern, Pitt, Loyola, uh, UMass Amherst. Um, I did Michigan, Michigan State, and Eastern because they were in-state. But I really, like, was hoping that something out-of-state would work out for me. But obviously, like, out-of-state tuition is crazy expensive. And I'm actually doing a presentation on this in, like, my women and gender studies class, like, social inequality and education. And so um, I... When it came time to like, okay, I actually have to land on something, I had gotten into Michigan State, I'd gotten into the Honors College very early, and I kind of thought that that's what I was going to do. Like, my family was a state family, I had cousins who had went, but like, deep down, I did not, I didn't want to go, like, I just felt like I would be experiencing the thing that I was scared of, and I just think it wouldn't work for me. And so um, I had actually came up to U of M, Ann Arbor on a half day, I had only been in Ann Arbor, like, three times in my life ever. Like it was just like for a gymnastics meet or something. So I just happened to come up here on a half day to get lunch with Megan Biddle, who's actually coming to visit for the Ohio State came. And we had gone out to lunch and then we were parked uh, right outside my dorm, my freshman dorm, and we were going to an art museum. And um, it was like the last Friday in January. 
And I got the email that was like, your decision's been posted. And like, I really wanted to wait until I'd gotten home. But I just like, I was like, if I get in now, then like, this will be a life change and I'll know. And I really didn't think I was going to get in. I remember like going into my parents' bedroom, junior year high school and being like, I don't know what I'm going to do. My dad was like, oh, apply for Michigan. And I was like, okay, like, yeah, right. Like, whatever. But I opened it and I got, I saw the confetti and I just like jumped up and down. I screamed in this silent museum. And I think like my reaction to that, even though like, I was like, oh, it's an in-state college. Like, I knew and I love Ann Arbor like that is my favorite thing about our campus like the city itself all the different people that come here um the campus the Big 10 culture like uh, Ann Arbor is my favorite part about Michigan and um it's like so different from my hometown that it doesn't feel like I'm as close as I am and I have just the right amount of people here who I know like from home Sophia Lustig uh Shlo Patel Clea Fennec where it's like I have that little piece of home that I really think I needed but I also have like become my own person yeah well well said well said and uh, the path you guys took um you obviously took it very seriously and um and again, I think I, you mentioned Big Ten culture. I think it's just very exciting, um, you know, that both of you are able to experience these great towns, <clears throat> campuses and experiences, whatever happens on Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so um, before we started, Nadia and I were the first ones in the room and she was talking to me about her journey and changing majors and that sort of thing. And we, this is another thing we've talked about, right, Mike? Like they, you're 17 or 18, they, people expect you to know what you want to do for the rest of your life. And of course, you know, that that's hard. It was hard to do back when we were in school. It's still hard to do. So do you just want to talk a little bit about how things are on campus now and how that route is going, um, you know, degree wise, what you're looking at, how you feel supported on campus and where you see yourself maybe now in another year and a half, I guess. Right. Nadia, you want to start? Yeah. So last year when I came on, I really wasn't like homesick and I made a friend group like the first month I was there. And those are still my best friends. Plus like all the girls in my sorority so I never felt like out of place or like so that was like the best part for me because my like major path wasn't going too well but like I had like a good support system and like a good flow going so I went in with a biology major and I wanted to be an OBGYN and then the first like week I was there we we get there early like we moved in August 17th and we start the 22nd So the day before classes started, I called my mom and I'm like, I don't think I want to do it anymore. I think I want to be a teacher. So I had like an immediate, like the week before they have express advising. So I got on, I changed my major and I spent the whole year doing elementary education. I student taught and everything. And then by the end of it, I was like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. I don't like, it was just like a feeling that I had after experiencing like the education system in Columbus because there is a elementary school like five minute walk from our campus and that's where like I was at and the kids it was just like I could not do it and it was like a lot and I was like I realized that that's probably where I'd end up would be a school like this and the kids were just very like it was more focused on the behavior and then rather than like actually teaching and some of the students were at kindergarten levels while other were in like fifth grade levels and some still couldn't read but they were in like third grade and some could like read like chapter books and it was just like so much stress so I changed into radiologic sciences and therapy and I was going to do the radiation therapy track because it's a two-year program so that program would take four years like if you come in as a freshman but since I was in a different going into a different school I would be adding a fifth year and then like how Chloe said out-of-state tuition is insane 
So I was like, there are so many different majors at this school. I need to do something else where I can stay in four years because whatever career I want, I know I'm going to have to go to extra schooling. So I was like, I'm going to look into like our health school. So I switched again to health sciences. So that's my fourth one. And that's what I'm at right now. And it worked out perfect because you need a minor with that. So I already have education minor completed because I took so many courses my freshman year. And I'm doing on the occupational therapy track. And I have an internship next semester with an occupational therapy program at an elementary school. And I just had my training for that actually last week. And I'm going to graduate on time or even a semester early now. And then I'm really happy with my decision because it's like teaching and um, like health combined. So I'm really excited about that. So I feel like I'm doing really well right now with like school. I liking my major finally, and I'm going to stay with it. And then I think everything else is really good. I love it there. I haven't really come home much this semester because last semester I got or last year I got really, really sick. And I was like just scared as a freshman. But this year I like feel so comfortable there. And we just signed our lease for our house next semester. So I'm really excited. Awesome. Excellent. Chloe? You want to tell us about your journey in Ann Arbor? Yeah. So um, I've like always been pretty consistent with what I've wanted to do. I Like even in elementary school, like I wanted to be a journalist and like that's a very like persistent interest of mine. However, like I knew that I needed to find something that was more sustainable, like long term. So when I applied to Michigan, you don't necessarily apply to a major, you apply to areas of interest, and then you just declare a major once you've completed the prereqs pertaining to a specific area of interest. So I did English and uh, communications. And so when I came here, I took, I, I started thinking, I was like, okay, what's a more sustainable version of like an interactive personable degree, where which wasn't teaching because I didn't really want to teach. And I was like, okay, marketing, sales, advertising. And um, Ross is like a very big culture here. It's our business school. It's like an identity to the students who are in this business school. And so originally I was like, okay, I'm going to complete my first semester and then apply for that. And um, as I started to like take the courses that I would need for that, I realized that like and I met people in Ross and like, I heard them talk about Ross as like that. It was not for me. Like it's, a, it's a very like competitive and um, like egotistical culture, almost like even more than Michigan, you run into a lot of people who are very, very intelligent and like have achieved great things. But like, I just knew it wasn't for me. However, I did take an econ class that I absolutely loved. I had never really been introduced or like interested in economics. So I took another one my second semester and I hated it. It killed me. I hated my professor. I like I hated the structure of the class. It was very hard for me to understand things. And so I was like, okay, I, I can't really do this like economic side of things, but I'm really loving my communications courses, which for a long time I was like really ashamed about because I felt like so many people had told me like, it's not a real major. You're wasting money. You're wasting time. But like I saw like different ways I can expand on that. And like, since, you know, looking into my other courses and my other options on campus, I've found ways where it's like, I can turn that into something that's really important to me and something that I can really fledge out. So next semester, I'm applying to the Capo sales program, which is a marketing specialty for non-Ross students. So you get like a certificate on your diploma that says you like completed a marketing specialization, which I'm really excited about. Um, Currently, I'm applying to internships for the summer, which has been really stressful. I actually applied to two today. But right now I'm interning with Barstool, 
Um, and I run the Michigan Chicks social media page for um, like my school, which has been crazy. Like I was so surprised when I got it. I was so excited. And it's been like a really cool like experience and like what I want to do, but also relating to what I'm doing in college. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I've been pretty consistent with what I wanted to do, but definitely like Michigan classes and like Michigan structure of things does like pose a reality check. Um, as for socially, uh, I'm currently living in a sorority house, which I don't think was in my plan originally. However, Ann Arbor housing is really expensive and this ended up being the most sustainable option for me. And I've loved it. It's been the best experience and I've met so many great people. I know Nadia is having a great time as well. Like we see each other doing stuff and it's just so much fun. And I just signed my lease for an apartment next year with, uh, for girls in my sorority actually. Well, wait, let me ask you if you don't mind the, the current, I, 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 probably don't want to go into any detail here, but, you know, Michigan kind of made the news recently for the, the protests and counter protests regarding the, the horrible situation right now in Gaza. Have you, I, I realize obviously Michigan's a huge campus. Have you seen any of that? Has any of that kind of come your way? So we have, we're, we are a very prominent um Jewish school. We have a large Jewish pro- population. We have a lot of like specifically Jewish sororities and fraternities. And at the beginning of the year- semester, we had a problem with the Jewish resource center being vandalized. Mm-hmm. Um, But we also have a, like such a diverse student body and a lot of really strong opinions. So there's constantly stuff all over campus. There's recently been a lot of protests in the Diag in the middle of the day. I haven't necessarily seen anything hostile, but it's definitely been like a very prominent topic on campus, especially I know my friend edits for the Michigan Daily. And um, there's been a lot of op ed pieces like from both sides that have like received a lot of like pushback from the opposing. And it's very public. I, that, it's so curious to me, uh, you know, and Michigan would be you're right, because I, I I saw what happened on Friday was the Palestinian students kind of or pro-Palestinian students kind of took over a building. Mm-hmm. Um, you think about college students in general, they tend to be on the same side. Even when I was in college, there was massive, not massive, but there was a large protest against the Iraq war, but all the students kind of tended to have the same views on that. Uh, something like this, you have very diametrically very opposed views. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Well, I, I, um, <clears throat> I appreciate, I, I guess one last question, I guess, if you were to give advice to <clears throat> seniors right now, that are in that process of filling out their applications and um, are maybe concerned. I, I mean, I, Nadia maybe have hinted it, or you maybe both have hinted it, uh, but Nadia, especially like that feeling on that tour. Um, what advice would you give if the, like a student is, a, it's in a toss up mode um, of where they think they should go. What advice, what, what advice would you give them to, on what, how they should go about deciding? My like biggest advice is like, be uncomfortable. Try to go out of state if that's in your cards. Don't go where your friends are because you're like my hometown friends still like me and Chloe still text like Darielle, Cammie, Faith. I talk to them almost every single day and nothing has changed with those friendships. But I've gained like 20 best friends like living in the house. And I never would have met any of these people if I would have went to Michigan State and just been comfortable. And that's like my biggest thing, like be uncomfortable go far as far as you can because it's going to be hard to do that when you're older. Like sometimes I wish I went even farther for school like but I just love it that I couldn't transfer but even for like when I want to go to occupational therapy school I'm looking at like Tennessee Florida just to get even farther away because I want to make myself more uncomfortable with like where I am and then meet even more people I would say 
I would say like put yourself first. Like that's the main thing. Like, yes, like everyone's going through the same thing around you and like you can listen to like what your friends are going through. But like this is the first adult decision that you're going to have to make that will like drastically influence what the next four years of your life look like in the years following that, like networking opportunities, internship opportunities, like coursework, et cetera. So you really need to think about like what, while something may seem like the uncomfortable option or like the harder option, like, will you benefit from leaning more into that into rather than like, what's the known? Great advice. Great advice. And I think, like you said, um, now that COVID's down, visit these campuses so you can get that feel of of what it's like and and then talk to people maybe that you know that are friends that's why we'll be having both of you back for the alumni picnic with the principal you'll be answering these same questions i'm sure uh and going out with that all right before we get into hot mics we got the last question we have to do on this session right mike we got a, it's the big game saturday so uh no jim harbaugh on the sidelines maybe he'll be at joe's prime time watching the game uh <laughs> free plug there uh how confident are you in your home your homeschool, uh, Nadia, you, can I share what you said about Friday? Yeah. <laughs> Nadia's, in, Nadia's already in town. She's in, uh, in Michigan. And I asked her, are you staying? How long are you staying? She's like, I'm leaving Friday. I don't want to be around if the Buckeyes lose. I don't want to be in the state of Michigan. <laughs> so how confident are you? None of you are gambling because you're not 21 and we are family friendly and we follow the law. <laughs> but if you were, uh, how confident are you in your Buckeyes, Nadia? I would say I'm pretty confident, but you know, I'm not going to post as much as I did last year because I got <laughs> found. So, like, I had to make a post on my story, on my main story, holding up an L. And I was like, I get it. <laughs> so, I'm pretty confident. We've been <clears throat> not as good as I wanted, but we always have been, like, pulling through at the end. But the first half have just been really rough. So I think we need to get it together because our defense has been carrying and our offense has sucked. So... Kyle McCord needs to step it up for this game. So I'm hoping he mm -hmm. does. But if he can do good, I think we'll win. But He's I think played well happen. recently. He's been very good recently. So Yeah. So I'm yeah I mean, I think last weekend, Ohio State had the better weekend last weekend. I think sure. we can all agree. Yeah. All right, Chloe, what about you? Are you, you will be in the big house Saturday. Hopefully yes. it's not freezing. So are you confident? Blake Corum delivered say... all of his turkeys today to Ypsilanti. So. I would say I'm pretty confident. I think that like while last weekend was like not a good reflection of our best playing, there's a lot of resentment, especially with like the cheating allegations. And like, I don't know if you saw like everyone I went to school with, like the bet, 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 like every Instagram story. I feel like there's a lot of tension and like, especially coming off of last weekend where it's like a little bit of that, like we need to step it up. I feel like that aggression and like the way we've been projected to play like over the course of the season, like against Penn State, um, like I, f I feel pretty promising about the game. All right. All right. So next up before the hot mic is overrated, underrated. It is Thanksgiving week. So I figured what, what a great overrated, underrated topic, family get togethers. It's that time. We'll we'll be going to at least one house, maybe multiple houses on Thursday. So uh, Nadia, what do you have as overrated for family get togethers? Honestly, my overrated is Thanksgiving. Oh, like getting together. I am so picky and I, I don't know. I just love Christmas so much more that like the getting together for Thanksgiving is just really not my thing. I don't know. But I, right. I'm i a big like for my overrated maybe morning and afternoon-ish get togethers. I'm like the nighttime, like 7 p.m. The dinner get togethers, the overrated ones are the during the like middle of the day, early, 
It's not fun to me. Oh, all right. So you're a night you're a night owl. All right, Chloe, what about you? Okay, for overrated, I'm gonna go. This is maybe this is just in my family, but like the football culture of Thanksgiving. I just remember like being so confused and annoyed as a kid when it's like all of my like uncles and guy cousins and great uncles would come home drunk like an hour into dinner after like everyone like all of my aunts and my mom has been like cooking in this hot kitchen and watching like all these ages of kids and like for a big meal and then not only are they an hour late to dinner they just stand up and walk away and it's like okay the fairies will clean this up I think that like Thanksgiving is about being with your family, being thankful for your family. And like, if you want to watch a football game after dinner, knock yourself out. But like weaponized incompetence should not be an excuse. Ooh. Is Sorry, it, Dad. You know, yeah, I was going to say, you didn't, you didn't mention your dad in there. Did your dad fall into that category? He didn't always go to the game. Like you went to maybe two. Back when we had the, we, we got, yeah, we had Lions tickets when they were way younger, but then we got rid of them. The, the ineptitude hit my pocketbook too hard but it, that's the way it was like that's why thanksgiving is always with our family is because we always had lions tickets and all the guys would go to the game sh- walk in at uh 3 o'clock and dinner is expected to be on the table so but now it's not that way now we just watch on tv so all right overrated for me overrated for me is i'm gonna say uh the meal itself, sometimes, like the timing of the meal. I think sometimes, like, uh, you hear one time and then you get there and then it gets pushed back or pushed back. And also the running to multiple locations. I think that a good deal can be worth And that's one thing we have, luckily, we because we always had Lions tickets. Thanksgiving's always been with my family, but Christmas Day would be with my wife's. And I think trying to split and divide and conquer is just too hard. You got to find a way to make it easy. Go to one place. For me, um, you know, I've always heard about, you know, Chloe mentioned the drunk uncles. I've always heard about This is a, anecdotal to myself, but I've always heard about the drunk uncle that wants to argue politics on Thanksgiving. And I've never had that. So it's for me, it's the notion of having, because I like to argue. I like to have the, the debate and I've never had that. So I, I've heard all about it. For me, it's overrated because I've never been able to experience it. So that's my overrated. Yeah, I don't think that happens. I think, I guess not in my house. I don't know. So, yeah. all right. What do you got underrated, Nadia? Um, I think Chloe should go first. Let me. Okay. Let me I have... <laughs> Actually, okay. My underrated go. is the opposite of what Nadia said. I think Thanksgiving's underrated. Thanksgiving is like one of my favorite holidays if not my favorite holiday now. And I don't know if it's just because it's like the first time that I'm home, like for an extended period of time. And it's like right before my birthday. So like, then I get to see all of my family and be around all of my family for my birthday, because like, usually that's more of a friend's holiday now that I'm older. Um, But yeah, I just love like the food and I love seeing my grandparents and I like putting on a nice sweater and sitting around the table with everyone. It's like the holiday itself is underrated for me. So Nadia, are you you good? Yeah, I'm good. (laughs) I don't know how to phrase it, but I think that what's underrated is partying on Thanksgiving. (laughs) 
perfect. Because my mom's oh. side is crazy and like so fun. And that's when we started at like the Greeks, like 8 p.m. We're late. Everyone's <laughs> dancing, singing. And then my nice. dad's side is very calm, quiet. Mm-hmm. It was boring. But I think partying on Thanksgiving is underrated. Like it shouldn't be a oh. casual sit down. Like let's have fun, you know? Is it, nice. is it the day before Thanksgiving, the party day? Isn't that the... Well, I think definitely we're not old enough to go yet. That's true. That's very true. We can go to Canada. Or yeah. even like in Down River, like let's say you're 21. Where are you going to go? Captain Jim's? Like, I don't... Joe, Joe's prime time. You're going to Joe's prime time. Joe's prime. Like, I don't know. My roommate go is like from Chicago and she like was picking out outfits to go out the night before Thanksgiving. Like she has my skirt and I was like, I'm just going to be at home. Like <laughs> one of my best friends from New York and she's like, this is like a national holiday. I'm like, I wouldn't get it. We yeah. Can really talk about something on Devolta Road. We gotta get we, we gotta get on Joe's prime time and get him to like have a big old hopping party. Let's go to Taco Bell. All right. Mike, down. what do you got as your underrated? So my daughter I'm gonna shout out to my daughter Melina on this one. We were talking about this today and she said, When do people ever give thanks on Thanksgiving? Like Oh, true. Thanks for what they have. So I, I, I was like, yeah, that's, I had something different, but I was like, that's a good one. I think that that makes total sense. No one ever does that. So I think just the notion of giving thanks for what we do have on Thanksgiving. Nice. Nice. I think mine's going to go sort of along with what Nadia said, not as much as the, just the traditions of your family and the things that you do and look forward to on those events. I know in the Pihoti household, whether it be Thanksgiving or Christmas, my dad has a longstanding tradition of all the adults doing a shot of Crown Royal, which Chloe took part in for the first time last year at Christmas. And I don't, I don't think she's ever had anything that hard in her days in Ann Arbor. Not that I'm encouraging it and I didn't pour it. My dad did. I don't want to be unfamily friendly, but uh, it's a little tradition we have every year at Christmas or Thanksgiving to sort of celebrate another year. It warms you up on a chilly day, but little things that you look forward to. And like I said, uh, I don't look forward to playing left, right, center. Every year I try to <laughs> lose at it as fast as possible, but there is no losing to it. But the th- but those are the things that I laugh and joke about and enjoy. So those are the things about family get-togethers. Hopefully there isn't a fighting over politics. There is the like the things that Nadia mentioned, that Chloe mentioned, the good times that, and like your daughter said, Mike, too, being thankful for stuff. So, but great, great input. You look like you're about well, to say something. Curiosity, how that, how that shot of crown go for you? <laughs> I've had some really gross things up here, but that put me down yeah. pretty bad. That was <laughs> oh. like I'm Chadka's like a whole different caliber, but that was like rough. I'm not gonna expose anybody on the podcast, but someone we know is a huge crown fan. Oh but person team. X. <laughs> <laughs> is that Dr. Rice? <laughs> No. Is Mr. Rice the crown drinker? No, I don't know. I don't no, know anything no. about that. No. I don't know. Though. All right. Hot mic take. Mike, what do you have for us? You said you had something going in before we wrap up this episode. Yeah. So, you know, in this, I I, I guess this is what I'm going to give thanks for this. I think it's really awesome. And I and I, I think it's, it's something cool. So I, I came across a story that I knew recently that I, I reacquainted myself with it. It was 55 years ago approximately that Harry Belafonte, uh, African-American actor was on a show and a white woman whose name at the moment escapes me, you know, kind of put her arms around him and it caused a big stir on television because a white woman and black man were on together showing affection for one another, just in this song skit that they performed. 
And it struck me yesterday as I'm watching NFL games that there are a lot of presentations in commercials and media of interracial couples. And, you know, there's a lot right now in the world. You know, I mentioned Gaza, um, Ukrainian-Russian situation that a lot of people are kind of forgetting about. Uh, you know, the, the last few years have certainly brought forth the problems we have in our society and worldwide. But that the fact that that's becoming normalized, I think that's something we I, I'm thankful for that. I like that my kids are growing up in a world because it shouldn't be something. It, it, it's crazy to me. You know, Mike, I'm 45. You're a little bit older. And to think that right around the time or a little bit before we were born, that that something as simple as that would have caused a stir. You know, and here we are half a century later where it's it's now a part of normal media. I think we can pause. It doesn't mean we stop and don't, you know, we, we don't progress forward and keep progressing forward. But I think that's such a wonderful thing. And like I said, it was multiple commercials yesterday. I'm like, man, this is cool. And this is, you know, my kids are watching this stuff, you know, when they watch TV and, you know, they won't ever know a world where something like that was so different. So that's my hot mic take of the week. Nice. Very good. Um I was fortunate enough today, I went to one of the Chamber of Commerce luncheons that you guys often go to in the social studies department, and the speaker was Mike McFall, co-founder and CEO, co-CEO of Big B Coffee. Um, and so it was a luncheon, and then he gave about a 20-minute speech, and then d- the best part was the question and answer some, uh, session, that a lot, of our, a lot of kids asked some great questions. And one of the questions was along the lines of, um, you know, how did you get your, how did you get your start? Were you nervous about becoming, because it was all about entrepreneurship. And he started giving the speech and he basically, he was a barista in the original Bigby and it was a different name at the point. And the manager's like, Hey, do you want to go into management in this individual place? And then eventually grew from there, but he stopped himself mid story. And I, I, I get a lot of, I have a ton of respect for him as a CEO. He's like, before I go on with this story, he's like, I have to acknowledge my privilege. He goes, I'm a white male in my mid forties, upper, almost 50 my mother was a professor at Michigan State University. I have lived a, before this, I have lived a great life. And I have to acknowledge that before I go into this talking about entrepreneurship to everybody here. And I, that, whatever he could have said after that, it earned the most respect out of my, in my mind, because too often when we hear these CEOs come on and talk about stuff, they don't put that part in there. Yeah. They just yeah. talk about the hard work. Which is, I agree, there is hard work, there's rolling up your sleeves and all that stuff. But a lot of these people that we sometimes idolize out there, um, and again, I have no problem with how you got to where you got, but at least he acknowledges it. He talked about going on a worldwide cruise at 15 years of age uh, around the world. Like, And he acknowledged, like, I, I realize that this is something that not only not many people do, very few people get an opportunity at 15 and it helped guide me. So I just want, when I heard that line, and then he also gave some great advice on leadership, be not being the loudest guy in the room, smartest guy in the room, being the last to speak, if you speak at all, just stuff that I always hold true as leadership skills. Uh, but when he dropped that line about acknowledging his privilege to this whole audience mid-speech, catching himself almost, I felt, as if he was into this thing of going on and on about all the work he's accomplished and catching himself and acknowledging that earned my respect for, for awesome. uh, very greatly. And I thought it was really cool that our kids got to hear that a mixed audience. We had students from um, some private schools that were in the audience. We had like, um, uh, you know, some minority schools, um, you know, so, some schools from Dearborn. And I think that was a very big deal for this audience to hear and have a CEO say that. And, you know, a place that's pretty good. I like their coffee and their frozen caramel apple cider. Uh, 
delicious come fall time. So that was a great event. I'm glad the social studies department let me bring some of our student council kids to hear that. So, well, now let me ask you this: Did this? I know what the name was before, but did it start? Was it on Michigan State's campus? I don't. What was the name before Bigby? I was asking, thinking of that before. What was it? I don't want to. Oh, okay. Well, the I, I no. I, he just mentioned that it was. He was at the original one, I guess, in Lansing, right? I, I that's why I was. I, I believe so. Okay. Um, and yeah, and the reason they got the, it's Big B is the reason it's because the Big B on the cups. Okay, that makes sense. So that's that's the name now. That's the, that that's always been on their cups. So, um, yeah, but uh, you know, just a great speech, and he's also not a coffee guy. Doesn't care for it. The, the other the other guy is the big coffee guy. He's just a a guy he was just working through school being a barista and there is a lot of other stuff you can get there though but uh yeah but i'm just saying that he he's yeah, not right. he, he knows that's not his thing so all right the time has come the girls have made their picks mike first of all let's go in order lions on thursday made you sweat it out with the bears game are they going to win on thursday I, whatever i say here max bailey is gonna, so gonna be a cakewalk so um i won't say it's gonna be a cakewalk uh lions 34 packers 21. All right. They played a little better, the Packers. I got the Lions with an easy win. I have Michigan with I, – I had been saying all year up until this last weekend that Michigan was – a this was like going to be a two-touchdown win. Like I – you know, but I think this game is going to be closer. I think that Ohio State defensively is better than Penn State, and Penn State gave Michigan fits. Um, and I, I with all the turmoil going on, I, it's, it's going to be hard. So I, I still got Michigan winning by single digits. What about you? I'm going to agree. I'm just going to win by four points. What do you think? 28, 24. Sorry. I I wouldn't go anything higher than those numbers. So yeah, I think that's good. Uh, Steelers will not score 28 points. will not score 24 points. will not score 17 points, but they will beat the Bengals (laughs) because I said they got to win one of two in Ohio. So, um, and (laughs) it's, it's trouble in paradise. They gave up 13 points and lost to Cleveland. Crazy. The crazy. Browns. So they're in Ohio two weeks in a row. Well, listen, you guys were great guests. We appreciate it. We think you're going to, your content's going to be very helpful. We have parents that ask us for this sort of stuff. And um, I'm glad to see two of our Marauder greats succeeding. Whoever wins on uh, Sunday or Saturday, you guys are both winners in my book, right? We'll use like a lame uh, <laughs> company line like that. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I credit this to both of you, Nadia, I, I, you brought it up and then Chloe kind of, went along with it. I, I, I'm going to kind of give that advice to my daughters. Be comfortable with being uncomfortable. I think that's great. That's a great line. That's a, that's a great line. And I think that, uh, and especially with college, like um, obviously financial things are a major factor. Okay. We can't just ignore the elephant in the room, but when it comes to making a college, you got to do what's comfortable for you, not who's going where. And in, in this day and age, it's so easy to keep in touch with people. I mean, you think about back when we went to school, Mike, you could lose contact and never, right. Right. It's impossible nowadays. So it's even better to go away because, you know, you can FaceTime your friend, you can, you know, uh, really travel prices. We talk about inflation, but traveling is not that expensive. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, you can get halfway across this country for under a thousand dollars in most points. You know what I mean? Like that's at the high point. You know what I mean? Like, so it's not out of the realm. I mean, don't let other people dictate where you go, especially relationships. That's we've instilled that in Chloe at a very young age. And we're going to still at Nate that don't stay for any uh, doofus or yes. doofette. 
There are plenty of doofuses waiting for you in college. I'll tell you that one. <laughs> and doofuses. Way too many doofuses. Many. <laughs> well, I think that's a great way to wrap things up. Uh, girls, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Chloe, I'll see you tomorrow when I head out to Ann Arbor to pick you up. Nadia, have a great Thanksgiving. We'll see you hopefully at the alumni picnic with the principal in December. All right, you guys were great. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, guys.